Greetings in the name of the Lord. Bishop James E. Collins, Senior Pastor of Eagle Heights Cathedral in Revere, Massachusetts, believes the Word of God is life to all who hear and receive it. Today, as you receive God's Word, know that not only are you receiving life, but your life will never be the same. For God's Word does not return void. It prospers in the thing for which He sends it. And He sends His Word to change our lives. This is your day for a life change. Now please join us for today's message. there's a nation who's led by their belly it's this one he said they claim citizenship in heaven while walking hand in hand with this world and Jesus said in Matthew 17 21 this kind does not go out but by prayer and fasting in other words there are going there's going to come a time into all of our lives listen to me church at some time or another that we we this don't be some stuff in our lives that we get stuck with that we're going to stay stuck with that we don't have to be stuck with if we don't understand that you're not going to be able to move it unless you fast and you pray Oh, you're not hearing me. Please don't blow this off. Some of you have things in your life right now. And the reason they're staying there is because Jesus said, you can't move some things that appear to be of a physical nature, but are of a spiritual nature. You cannot move those things unless you fast and you pray. What is the power of prayer and fasting? It's defined in Isaiah 58, 6 through 9. Number one, prayer and fasting has the power to break addictions. Isaiah 58, 6a says the fast that God has chosen is able to loose the bands. Let me tell you how to get over that habit that you can't get rid of since you came to Jesus. Some of you have tried to stop smoking. You've tried to do this. You've tried to get over this addiction. Let me tell you something. If you will fast and pray, God has the power to break that thing in your life. My father had a friend in his life. His friend was a a pastor, and he was constantly smoking. And one night he had had enough. He went on a fast. He fasted all night long. He called on the name of the Lord, and he said, Father, I need you to deliver me. When he got up the next morning, he put a cigarette in his mouth, and he threw up all over the place. Because the word of God says that if we will fast and pray, he has the power to break those bands. Number two, prayer and fasting has the power to solve problems. Isaiah 58 6b the fast that God has chosen is able to undo heavy burdens number three prayer and fasting has the power to set the spiritually bound free Isaiah 58 6c the fast that God has chosen is able to let the oppressed go free now everybody look at me because I'm getting ready to share something and some of you please please just let me finish Before you go half-cocked all mad about what I'm going to say. Because what I'm about to say is powerful and it is the hand of God and it is not an attack on anyone. Please listen and listen all the way. The Christian Post, September 16, this came across my desk. It said this. Neither rain nor intense heat could stop hundreds of people from gathering Saturday to proclaim their freedom from homosexuality. A group of passionate millennials who called themselves overcomers brought the Freedom March to Florida to share how Jesus delivered them from the LGBT lifestyle. 
The event kicked off just before noon with fervent prayer for the city, for the LGBTQ community, and for other groups of people. Pay attention. The group received verbal threats, even one threat from an LGBTQ affirming Christian group. However, no protesters arrived. Listen now. Angel Cologne and Luis Javier Ruiz hosted the event and led the sharing of testimonies of salvation at a band shell before the group marched around the park. Both men are survivors of the mass shooting at the Pulse nightclub in 2016 and have since left homosexuality and started a ministry called Fearless Identity to help churches effectively share the love of Jesus Christ with the LGBTQ community. Ruiz declared it's not a gay or a straight thing. It's a lost to save thing. Worship was led by Edward Byrd, who used to identify as androgynous before finding freedom in Christ and accepting his identity as a son of God. Freedom March's founder Jeffrey McCall shared how God brought him out of a lifestyle of living as a transgender gender prostitute. A woman named Laura Perry shared that she battled with gender identity so much so that she surgically removed her body parts to become a man. She said only to find out that nothing changed on the inside. It was my heart that was missing the Savior. There is no one who is beyond the grip of God's grace. If we will fast and pray. Number four. Prayer and fasting has the power to conquer mental and emotional problems. Isaiah 58 and 6. The fast that God has chosen is able to break every yoke. Church, listen to me. There is an epidemic of young pastors committing suicide in America. Listen to me closely. We have a big problem. And we are not committing suicide just because there are mental and emotional issues. I want you to hear me. I understand those things and I believe that if you have depression and all those battles and you're on medication, take that medication. I'm not knocking that. And I will never take the position of trying to put somebody in hell who committed suicide. That is for God to answer. But what I am telling you is this. I have a real problem with the church of Jesus Christ that we will not acknowledge that there is a devil loose and many of our pastors are being destroyed because of an attack of the enemy that he is deluding us and he is destroying us and that we need to fast and pray because this is not just mental some of it is spiritual dr larry lee in 1968 was like any other teenager he was trying to find something that was real he had everything outward but nothing on the inside he got messed up he ended up in a psychiatric ward they pumped him full of drugs and his room was a cross with jesus hanging over it and it had the initials i n r i in latin over the top of it and in his drug stupor he thought that the word meant that his name was henry And he's down there one day and he looks up toward heaven and he gets on his knees and he begins to cry. And he said, I cried out to God so long I couldn't cry anymore. And he said, all I knew how to say was, God, help me. And he heard the voice of God say to him, you're mine. You're going to go around the world and you're going to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then peace flooded his soul. He went running down the hallways. He yanked that cross off that wall. He ran down the halls of that psychiatric ward carrying that cross. And he started yelling, his name is not Henry. His name is not Henry. His name is Jesus. And he's a deliverer. He can set me free. And Dr. Lee has been set free ever since then. What can God do when we fast and pray? Number five, prayer and fasting has the power to meet physical needs. Isaiah 58 and 7, the fast that God has chosen is able to deal, share. You notice what I said several years ago. I shared with you when we first went to Erie, and I need to tell you again. 
It was Christmas time, just like Daphne described. Christmas time. We didn't have any money for Christmas. I was walking the hallway. I'd been fasting and praying for three days, and I said, God, why is it that I've given myself to you and I've served people and we have nothing for Christmas? And right smack dab in the middle of my fasting and my prayer, a young man comes off of the street, walks into the church. He says, Pastor, you've never met me. You don't know me, but God told me to come to you. And he handed me an envelope that had $2,500 for me. And he said, have a Merry Christmas. And he walked out and I've never seen him since. What can God do if God's people learn to fast and pray? Number six, prayer and fasting has the power to give spiritual insight into the issues of life. Isaiah 58 and 8a, the fast that God has chosen is able to break light forth. Let me tell you something. If you've got a dilemma in your life right now and you don't know how to answer it and you're struggling, get before God and begin to fast and pray. He will illuminate your mind. He will give you the insight. He'll show you how to get through things and get to things. Number seven, prayer and fasting has the power to bring health and healing. Isaiah 58, 8b, the fast that God has chosen is able to cause your health to spring forth speedily. There are people right here in this church who have come to me and they said, Bishop, you don't know that I went on a fast. And when I went on a fast, God literally healed me. I no longer battle with sinus issues and those kinds of things. I know of a man whose hair had turned prematurely gray. He fasted for 40 days and drank nothing but water and ate crackers. By the end of that fast, his hair was black again. I said, dear God, I wonder if that'll make your hair grow too. Number eight, prayer and fasting has the power to enable us to live holy lives. Isaiah 58, 8, see the fast that God has chosen is able to cause your righteousness to go before you. Let me talk to you for a moment. I fast at least two days a week. One of those days I'm fasting only for me. Not because of ritual or tradition, not because I'm more spiritual than everybody else, but because I want to stay so close to God. I know that my flesh, nothing good abides in my flesh. It keeps me sensitive to the voice of God and the presence of God. It keeps me from drifting away from God. Somebody walked up to me one day and they said, tell me something, Bishop. How is it that you keep the fire of God in your heart? How is it that you always have this joy? You always have this peace. How do you maintain the fire of God in your life? Let me talk to you for a minute. I'm no different than anybody else. I want you to understand that I get tempted just like you do. My temptations may be different, but this thing that I've learned, I've learned that falling on my face before God in prayer and fasting, it keeps me as I walk through the temptations of life. I am tempted and when I'm tempted, the power of God not born out of my own might or power or self-discipline, but born out of the Holy Ghost to the degree that when I feel my desires going where they should not go, when I have fasted and prayed, I feel the hand of God and he touches me and he said, son, don't go there. Don't go there. You got to learn to fast and pray. It'll keep you sensitive and he'll stop you before you go over the cliff. Number nine, prayer and fasting has the power to enable us to walk in supernatural authority. We're going to close with this. Isaiah 58, 8D, the fast that God has chosen is able to cause you, God, to be your rear reward, your protector, to walk in divine supernatural authority. Very quickly, Matthew 17, 21, where Jesus told the disciples that there are some things, some issues, some problems in life that will not be able to be moved out of your life without prayer and fasting. In Luke 9, it tells us the same story, but prior to that, Jesus called the disciples unto himself, and he gave them power and authority over all the demons to cure sickness and disease. Then the Bible says that he sent them out on a soul patrol tour. He said, go out and test this anointing now. 
They go out, they have success, they come back to Jesus and they start bragging about how the demons are subject to them. And Luke 10 and 20, Jesus said, wonderful, but don't get the big head because I need you to understand. I was standing there when God gave Satan the boot and he kicked him out so fast he hit the ground like lightning and went splat. In other words, he was saying they were doing what a lot of preachers do today. We got to understand that the anointing is not ours. The anointing is not about us. It belongs to God. And he said, don't rejoice about demons but rather rejoice because your name is written in heaven now go back to Matthew 17 21 for it is right after their soul patrol tour that they come and they try to cast the demon out of a tormented boy they can't get the demon out and they come to Jesus as if to say Lord we have this power and this authority we made demons bow and sickness bow to the name of Jesus why then could we not help this boy and Jesus said listen church he said because you don't understand there are some issues in life there are some problems in life there are some situations and circumstances in life and they come from the same place of origin they may even have been encountered in a similar fashion before but please understand though they are some from the same family tree it is driven by a greater power and the only way you're going to remove it the only way you're going to change the equation is when you couple your prayer with fasting some of you need to make the main thing the first thing before you try fasting and praying why don't you just try praying let me talk to you for a moment why don't you establish a solid prayer life before you go trying to fast Let me describe for you the prayer life of most of this present generation. Some pray, number one, the lottery prayer. It can't hurt. Let me try this thing called prayer. Who knows? I might hit the jackpot. Eureka! Some pray, the Guinness prayer. Long is the word for this kind of prayer. And sometimes, loud. And to make sure that it's long enough, you insert as many Father Gods as you can. Father God, Father God, Father God, Father God. Reminding God that you're not my father. You're my daddy. Some pray the Aladdin's lamp prayer. These are the prayers born out of belief that if you just rub God the right way, he might just turn out to be more than a big fat Santa Claus in the sky. He might be a genie. Where your every wish is his command. Still others pray the Monty Hall prayer. It begins like this. Let's make a deal. If you do this for me, Jesus, I'll do this for you. Deal? Some of y'all do that with tithe. God, if you bless me with more money, I'll tithe. Deal? God says, no, liar. Because if you don't tithe before I give you the blessing, you ain't going to tithe that. In fact, the more money you get, the stingier you're going to become. Then some pray the, I love this one, the Jiminy Cricket prayer. When you wish upon a star, makes no difference who you are. Anything your heart desires will come to you. God is viewed as a cosmic grandpa. And here's the one most Christians pray. The call 911 prayer. Now there's something, pay attention Christians. That many Christians say on the surface that sounds very spiritual that I want to encourage you to stop saying. I'm going to tell you this. Please stop saying prayer works. Prayer does not work. When we pray, 
God works. Let me talk to you for a moment. Somebody said, when we work, we work. But when we pray, God works. Listen, prayer is not that thing that we do when we're desperate. That's called begging. Your life, many of you, constantly filled with 911 calls to heaven. When you fast and you pray, you don't get stuck making 911 calls. Because even when unsuspected things show up, you have such a deep connection with your father that you don't panic and call 911. You go directly to the father and you dial up his number. You go to the rock who is able, the rock that is stable. Listen to me, church. If I can get this across to you, real prayer is born out of conversation driven by relationship the apostle paul said it like this in philippians 3 7 through 10 everything i've accomplished in life is rubbish paul was educated in the best private schools the best seminaries of that day and yet he said my private school education rubbish my ba and seminary degrees rubbish all the accolades hanging on my wall in my office rubbish He said, there is only one thing that is driving me that means anything. And it is this, Philippians 3 and 10, that I may know him. Church, listen to me. I sign my letters all the time, striving to know him. Because I need you to understand that Paul was not like too many modern day Christians and pastors. He wasn't driven to his knees only in times of struggle, only in times of fear and discouragement, only when there was a problem that he couldn't solve in his own power. Paul was driven by the reality that I've got to know him and I've got to know him. And if I know him, then victory is assured. I want you to understand that your bishop does not walk around in panic. When I was told that Jessica and Shauna were sick, I I didn't say oh my what are we ever going to do because I've learned something that there is a confidence that comes to the man or the woman of God who learns to fast and pray and to seek the face of God before trouble comes there is a saying every battle is won before it's ever fought when you have a consistent prayer life you are developing a consistent line of communication with God that is driven by a desire for relationship Matthew 6 1623. And in that day, you will ask me nothing. I say to you, whatever you ask, the Father in my name will give you. Everybody loves Jeremiah 29 and 11. For I know the plans that I have for you, plans not to harm you, but to give you hope and a future. Here's the problem. We never get past that because we never realize that there's something that comes after that that you have to do. If you're going to have what just came out in verse 11, you got to do verses 12, 14a. Then you shall call upon me and you shall pray. Go and pray unto me and I will hearken unto you. And you shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found of you, saith the Lord. Listen to me, church. My Bible says in Numbers 23, 19, God is not a man. Everybody say that. God's not a man. And because God is not a man, God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. He said, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken? And will he not make good? Verse 20, I have received a command to bless. He is blessed and cannot reverse it. Let me talk to you for a moment. As I was praying, God dropped this in my spirit. He said that if we will get serious about this fasting and this praying, 
We will step over into Isaiah 65, 24. And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are speaking, I will hear. I sat in my office. And I don't weep often, but I wept like a baby yesterday when God said, there will be times if my people will learn to fast and pray where before you even formulate a good thought in your mind, he's going to answer. Before you open up your mouth, oh God, while you're still speaking, he's going to answer. God wants to hear from you. Twenty years ago, as I close, a very important meeting convened in the executive boardroom of a very large church organization. The issues of the day were vital. The discussions were strictly confidential. The chairman of the board was explaining some key points. When in the midst of the proceedings, the door of the boardroom was suddenly flung open. How could it happen? Whoever it was had to have passed through a gauntlet of a seasoned secretary, a protective administrative aide, and negotiated two doors and a flight of stairs to get to the meeting room. The secretary had not called, nor had the administrative aide stepped in to get authorization for this intrusion. When the door opened, every eye turned to watch a four-year-old child confidently walk across the room, totally oblivious of every face but one. When the little arms went up, the chairman quickly took his grandson into his arms and he gave him the hug he was looking for. When the little boy had learned that his papa was upstairs in a meeting, he pressed his way past every obstacle. Do you know what happened? The meeting halted and papa gave him all his attention. Kindred blood graced the entrance. Everything took second place in order of importance. As our author, Tommy Tenney's grandson, Shane, received his hug. Tommy Tenney said this. It doesn't matter what God is doing. He could be ruling the universe, hanging out stars, or painting galaxies. But when one of his own blood-washed children opens the door to the throne room to talk to Daddy, the angels step aside. He recognizes us as his children and he has given us blood right to walk through the wound of the lamb into the very heart of God. What greater source of power could we ask for? Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. All of that is promised to us who know him and seek him but I want you to say this with me but we must recover the axe head say it again we must recover the axe head now your next question ought to be what in the world are you talking about bishop I'm not going to tell you about the axe head you're going to have to come back next Sunday because the axe head is what we're going after The axe head is where the power of God resides. What I'm telling you today 
is that without you and I fasting and praying, you're going to be stuck with some stuff in your life that you don't have to be stuck with. You can move it. Jesus said, there are some things in life praying is not enough. There are some things in life. Listen to me. Faith is not enough. There are some things in life. Just because two or more touch and agree with you, there are some things in your life that will not move unless you fast and pray. You have been listening to Bishop James E. Collins. To purchase a copy of today's message, please visit us at ehconline.org or call 781-284-0670. It has been a pleasure bringing you the Word of God today. If you are in need of prayer or looking for a church home, please visit us at 1075 Revere Beach Parkway in Revere, Massachusetts. Our service times are 9 a.m. and 11.15 a.m. on Sunday mornings and 7 p.m. on Wednesday nights. God bless you until we meet again. This is Bishop James E. Collins of Beyond the Walls Radio Broadcast, inviting you to join us every Sunday on WEZE AM 590 at 12.15 p.m., or visit our Eagle Heights Cathedral Facebook page streaming of our services. In addition, tune in to listen daily Monday through Friday on WEZE AM 590 at 4 p.m. or by podcast 24-7 at WEZERadio.com for a word of encouragement in these days of uncertainty.